Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 41 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. The man is already ready to rock and roll. He is our musician on staff, the left-hander, Stephen Brault. Greetings, Hi. Stephen. Hi. It's good to, it's good to be back. Um, it's good to see you again, Chris. I really appreciate all the time that we get to share together. Um, and so, yeah, wow, what a wonderful show this is going to be. I'm so excited because... I've, I did last week, I did a Frasier, or last time I did this, I did a Frasier, and now I'm doing a different Frasier. So good. maybe next time we'll get Clint Frasier, and then we'll get Joe Frasier, and we'll, we'll just stay. <laughs> we could get Kevin Frasier uh, from Entertainment Tonight. Okay. He used to work okay. in the sports world, who is a dear, dear friend of mine. He's actually my mentor in this business. Do you know, Kevin, you're kind of an entertainment I, I know I know who he is, but I, I couldn't you know, I couldn't like pick him out of a crowd. No. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin actually was interesting story. So my first full time job in sports, I worked at the brand new Fox affiliate in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was hired as a production assistant, making right. like twelve grand a year. After this was a brand new thing, and then Kevin became our weekend sports anchor. So he was in our wedding. He's somebody that's near and dear to me and uh now he's taken off and i'm i'm sitting here but I, I mean i you you took off you just you you just then you know COVID happened and for some reason mlb was like nah not chris hey, i'm in a happier place right now i get to talk to you like think about it i get to talk to a half dozen active major leaguers who are in on a gig they love it we get to talk to other major leaguers unfiltered I don't have to live through the guise of, oh, if you go this far outside of the line, somebody in Major League Baseball is going to call the office and say, what the fuck was Chris Rose talking about today? Right. Because I've got well, do those you remember, calls. Do you remember there was a time when, when I was going to go on intentional talk and you guys had asked me um, if, I would, if I would sing a song. So I was given warning beforehand that I was going to sing. And the question was, what am I allowed to sing? Because I, I just assumed I was allowed to sing anything since mm -hmm. artistic intent, it's a cover, as long as you acknowledge who the original artist is, as long as I don't claim the music for mine, it shouldn't matter. But because it was involved with Major League Baseball and they had the rights to certain songs, there was like this whole thing where I was like, oh my God, this ended up being way more of a hassle than I thought. Um, so that's what, yeah, that's one of the reasons it's really nice to have like just rain here because I could, I could just bust out any song I wanted to. And we would survive. Life goes on. It, it is amazing. Uh, the freedom we have. It's one of the many reasons we love doing a podcast like this. But I'll take you one better. Ready okay. for this one? Yeah. This was at the beginning of, of COVID. And we started to come back. Like, in, remember in July, you guys had your restart, your second spring training, if you will. Summer camp. And that's, that's when the network started to fire up. And... I wanted to promote, I asked our marketing person, hey, does every team have masks with their logo on it? And yes, we do. They checked and they came back and said, yes, but run it up the flagpole with our people. And I don't, I don't need to get in a name who told me no, but they went and checked and they said, we are not going to promote the masks. And I said, wait a second, it's a team logo. It's going to be on MLB.com. And they were like, no, it's too political. And I was like, well, wait a second. We're talking about promoting something that could help people. And, oh. and this isn't a podcast where we get into political stuff or not get into political stuff. You can make your choice whether or not you wanted to get the masks and, and things of that nature. I wanted to help promote that 
while also promoting Major League Baseball? And I was told no. That's so weird because the Pirates had me do like a, like a hand washing video. Yep. Um, and I did a I did something else. Um, I don't even remember now. But but it's just like oh oh I was gonna say the the Pirates logo last year we took the Pirates bandana off his head and put it on his, as a mask. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's so interesting to me, but you know, whatever, man, that's, that's, that's big business for you. Now it we're, is. now we're it little, is. listen, there were a ton of great things. I spent 10 wonderful years there. I still have a ton of great friends, but it, it's a political world you live in when you're dealing with that major of a corporation. But here we are, we have, oh, there you, yeah. Walt. isn't that cool? That is awesome. Yeah. I, okay. I didn't do it. It was, I just remember coming in and seeing that on the wall one day. And I was like, wow, whoever came up with that idea is a genius. That is incredible because they've never had the pirate with the bandana off his head. You know what I mean? So now we get to see what his hair looks like, but then also put the mask on. It was, that's a good idea. Hey, for people that are audio only go to our YouTube channel. It's JM baseball um, media and, and go to this episode and we'll have it in our little table of contents, if you will, where they, they list all yeah, yeah. the times and you can check out this logo. It's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. cool. That is fantastic. Really good. All right. So we do have your teammate, Adam Frazier, getting ready to join us momentarily, but are you changing the look of your condo? Where, what, where are you? Uh, no, uh, I'm in a hotel, the Spring Hill Suites in Bradenton. Uh, that says Manatee. That's how, you know, we're in Manatee County, right? There. Uh, uh, right there. Yeah. Oh, I have a good story for you Okay. about being back in Manatee County. So when I came back down, you have to do a COVID test to rejoin the team. Okay. So I'm getting a rapid COVID test. I get told to go to Manatee Memorial Hospital, which is really close to where I'm staying, but kind of odd because I didn't think they did COVID tests in hospitals, but you know, whatever. So I go in to the outpatient services and there's nobody there. The lights are off. There's nobody at the counter, but the door was unlocked. So I was like, I, I, I don't know. Do I just wait? Luckily, a nurse came and found me and she was like, you know, what are you looking for? And I was like, well, I'm supposed to get a COVID test. I'm with the pirate. They told me to come here at 830. She was like, okay, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can take you somewhere else where they do. Well, the only thing that was open because it was July 5th, which was technically a holiday this year, was the ER. Oh, God. So she took me to the ER and I sat in the middle of the nurse's station in the ER, not even in the waiting room for like half an hour and just sat there like looking down, like as people were having actual emergencies around me, people getting like a woman got wheeled in on a stretcher, you know, from an ambulance into the door past me. And I'm just sitting there like, why am I here right now? This is not correct. And even a a different nurse came up to me and said, I don't want this to sound neat, but who are you and why are you here? And I was like, Honestly, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just getting a COVID test. And I thought she was going to be the one to be like, go wait in the waiting room. But she was like, oh, no, you're fine. Just go on and stay. So then I stayed and I still sat there. And then I ended up getting this rapid COVID test. This thing shoved up my nose. There, in the middle of the nurse's station, not in a room, not separated from anybody, just straight up right there, plug it up my nose. And they're like, all right, you're good. We'll see you later. And I was like, I left the hospital just thinking like that was the weirdest experience that I could have had as far as I could have just gone to like CVS and just gotten like a quick test, but no. So it was, uh, 
it was very me. It was very, very something that I would go through and it was fun. So start to finish, how long were you there? Uh, like an hour and a half, hour, oh. hour 20. Yeah. So I was, I was there. I, I got a, a nice tour of the hospital. It's a nice hospital. But I, I was walking like past people, past people's rooms, you know, doctors giving patients stuff. There's a guy that was pretty close to me that for a while that a doctor came up and said like, oh yeah, well you have streps. So here's, here's your, you know, um, your antibiotics. You're very contagious. So, you know, no kissing, no, no sharing drinks. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> why am I here? Oh, so. When you said the only part of the hospital that was open, I thought they were going to take you to the maternity ward. Oh, how great would that have been? Dr. Brault, can you help with this? We have a breech baby in room seven. We're going to need you to put on those scrubs real quick. (laughs) Put on, put on some gloves and a mask. And uh, I was wearing a mask. I was, I was partway there Uh, and, uh, and catch you in here. Have you helped? Yeah, dude, it was, it was weird. It was just like, there has to be, I know they were busy obviously. So, so like, they were just kind of like, we'll figure it out when we can. And I totally understood that. But then I just kept sitting there and like other people kept asking me, like they would ask other people, Hey, do you know anything about this? And I would, I would literally try to interject and be like, I can just leave. Like, it's okay. You don't have to worry about, I, this does not matter. I can go somewhere else and get this done. It's really okay. But they're like, no, 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 no. We, we got this. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I'll wait, but uh, you told us that you were coming back from somewhere. Where were you? I was in Pittsburgh. I went and, uh, visited my team for four days. I, I flipped Pittsburgh and um, got to do, I threw a bullpen up there, you know, in front of my, my coaches up there and I got to hang out and my parents actually came. So I got to see my parents for the first time in a while. Um, and I had a great time. I was a really nice little quick jaunt to, to Pittsburgh to be around the team and everything. And, you know, if everything goes well, I'll be back in a few weeks. So, so it was nice. Cause there's a lot of guys that we've picked up throughout the year that I hadn't even met. So, um, it was cool to get that kind of introduction and be around everybody again. And, um, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun, but, um, it made me kind of like, man, I just wish I could stay, (laughs) you know? Um, but you know, rehab, rehab must go on. So. Yeah. I'm curious. This is not, this has not been short. This has been three full months more. I got hurt on March 19th. I remember that. So I was just counting out today and it's, you know, if, if everything goes well and I'm back in a few weeks, that's it's over four months. This is have long. There been days. Have there been dark days? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I don't know. I've found that I am pretty, I'm a very big hobby oriented person. And so this has given me a lot of time to, to, you know, do my hobbies and spend time kind of working on stuff, playing piano, drawing, reading, singing, you know, all these things that I like to do that a lot of times I don't have the time to do. So that's been nice, but man, I have spent a lot of time alone because I only, I still, I hang out with some of the guys down here, but um, most of the time, you know, I'm chilling. Not the same. I've got, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just odd. Um, I don't know. Dark days. I don't, I don't really get too down. I'm still, I'm very lucky that I play baseball. In a you know sport in which you still get paid when you're hurt you know what i mean it's like if you're in the nfl you're not getting your game checks dude that sucks well i get Can't listen imagine. i get all that and i appreciate it and you are such an upbeat person that's exactly who you are it comes across in our show and, and it's just the time i've known you this is exactly who you are 
But at the same time, we need to check in on you because, yes, you do play baseball for a living, but it's not easy when this is what you want to be doing and you're in isolation. Like, I think the thing we've learned most over the last 18 months is it's okay to say, hey, I'm not okay. Like, and I, I need to kind of check in with people. So I'm just checking in with you. That's all. I appreciate it. And you do. You do a great job. You text me. Like, I mean, we definitely talk more than once a week. So I appreciate that. But with there's, I always, you know, I, I think my dad and my mom did a very good job of hammering perspective into me um, when I was younger. So I try to keep a good perspective that there's so many worse things going on Absolutely. there's you know and it's just i'm playing baseball and i'm doing rehab and like that's just not that bad um and so i i try to think of it that way and whenever i get down my mom would always be like if you're bored you know i'll give you something to do right this was always my mom's thing you couldn't say you were bored because if you're bored you were doing chores for the next hour right <laughs> so so it's, yeah so me and my brothers have always kind of had that like if i'm sitting at home and i get bored I'm like, I can't be bored. So I'll just like go for a walk, you know, or I'll, I'll, I'll go do something. Um, even if it's alone, it's still something. And it kind of separates you so then I can come back and keep watching Downton Abbey or whatever I'm watching. Is that what you're watching right now? Oh yeah. I am so in. Oh, you're you're going to have to chat with Mrs. Rose. That's one of her shows. Dude, I never thought I would like it. I never gave it a chance because I was like, oh, posh English people talking about their problems, EBV. Mm-hmm. And then I'm actually watching it and I'm like, I kind of hate how much I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's very, it's just intriguing. Just there's always some kind of dastardly, you know, things going on. So it's fun. So I've got two other ones for you when you're done. The Kaminsky Method. Watched it. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I thought I it was thought- Alan Arkin, the first two seasons, was sensational. 85 Mm -hmm. years old when he started shooting that show. Yeah. And so, so good. I know. And I think that the way they they did it was so good where, you know, they don't shy away from the problems of being old or, you know, kind of the things you have to go through. But then also making humor out of it, which is exactly how I know, like, my dad will react when these yep. things start to happen. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of watching it for me was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because I can kind of, I can't relate to it, but I feel like um, there's a lot of people that's like, yeah, it's just kind of part of getting old, you know? Mm. So I, I don't know. I really like that show. I thought I, I was surprised actually how much I did. It was good. And then uh, we're watching good girls. Never seen good girls. What's that on? It's very, it's on Netflix. It's very interesting. Three, is, mm, three mothers who need to resort to uh, a f- funny world of crime. Yes, yes. In order yeah, to yeah. to make some ends meet, it's it's well done. We're yeah, just kind of into uh, it. I'll uh, see. That's I like shows like that where it's just like it doesn't always have to be super impactful or like mm-hmm. you learn something about life or whatever. Sometimes it's just fun. You just watch a show and just enjoy it, yeah. and like that's totally okay. Yeah. And it's one of the few ways I can actually get Michelle to spend time with me and sit next to me. So (laughs) you got to get creative almost 24 years into your marriage. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that watching TV together is creative as far as ways to spend time with your family. I don't don't think you came up with that one. It forces her to sit next to me is what I said. Ah, okay. Okay. Not spend time together. I mean, yes, we're in the same room and stuff, but she actually sits next to me. My parents for have always had, there's like 
two couches in the living room and my dad sits on these exact same spot. He's always sat forever. <laughs> and then there's like the coffee table in between them. And then my mom sits oh. on the first side of this couch over here and like forever, like there was growing up, you did not sit in my dad's chair because he didn't want it to be warm when he sat down. So like, you just never went there because you never knew how long your butt warmth would last. Right. So you just mm. don't, just don't sit in dad's spot. Uh, that's beautiful. Good one. Good one. All right. Um, I saw something really interesting on Twitter. I think they, they tagged me with this. Uh, all right, you have to give us the story. And once again, I apologize for people that are audio only, but you'll you'll definitely scroll through and find it on our YouTube channel. A wonderful picture of you and a young lady, little girl, she's probably 10. What do we got? Yeah, um, so that was the hotel I was staying at. I was staying at the Renaissance there right in downtown Pittsburgh. And um, one of the mornings I was there with my parents. We were about to go walk to get some coffee. And uh, this nice young lady uh, and her dad came up and, and her dad was like, hey, Steven, like, we're really big fans of the Chris Rose rotation. We actually really like listening to you guys and talking. And it's something that we listen to, you know, every episode that comes out. But we like yours the best. And I was like, oh, well, you're from Pittsburgh. So, of course, you do. Um, but they were really, really nice. And uh, I, I don't remember the little girl's name. I wish I did. I, I asked her. And I, terrible. Um, but but we had a nice little conversation about about baseball and about, you know, when I'm going to be coming back. And it was really fun. She was, she was very nice. She was very immature. She was, you know, she was great. And I, I, I always say like this, when I was a kid, if I was 10 years old and I ran into a, like a Padres player in a hotel at some point, I would have lost it. I would have absolutely lost it. And I would like to think that they would have taken the time to say hi and, you know, kind of appreciate the the fandom especially the kid you know like mm -hmm. um and so i try to make sure whenever i can make that happen i i don't i don't shy away from it and i don't just like oh yeah here take a picture kick him out we like i like to try to have a conversation and smart and make a connection so, nice. so yeah she was she was great do you remember the first major leaguer you met yeah i do it's tony gwynn pretty good one oh, stop yeah it was the first yeah. one so there may have been some like, you know, San Diego signing, you know, event at some point, but I don't remember because the only, the only meaningful interaction I had with the big leader when I was a kid was I was in Arizona with my family. I wasn't there alone. I was 10. So I was there. My parents and my brother, Jack were definitely there. And my brother, Jack is the non-athlete of the family. He's the nuclear physicist in the Navy. He's a genius always horrible coordination. Okay. So, um, anyway, so Jack was sitting next to me, batting practice was going on and I was, I was like, Jack, protect me. I'm going to read the program. And so, cause I was that kid. So I'm reading the program and all of a sudden there's this like kind of commotion and I look up just in time to see Jack whiff a ball and it hit me in the knee and, and fly away. Okay. So then I'm crying and I'm, you know, I'm acting like I'm, dying of course because i was a little kid and um and the best part i didn't get the ball somebody took the ball like ran off um but then i did somebody gave me a ball i think that was signed by all the arizona diamondbacks but i didn't know any of the players so i was like okay that's cool but i don't know who this is um but then i we got home back to san diego and we went to an aztec basketball game and at the time you know tony Gwynn obviously went to san diego state played basketball played baseball so um, I, uh, he was sitting 
front row at the basketball game. And this was back when nobody went to those games. So we had pretty good tickets. And and my dad was like, Hey, you should, you should go tell him that he hit you with the ball. Cause it was him. It was oh. him that hit the ball that hit me. And so I was like super nervous and shaking. And I, and I went over and I said, hi, Mr. Glenn, like my name is Steven. I was in Arizona and you hit a line drive and it hit me in the knee. And he left and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you got to pay attention. And I was like, that was my brother's fault. Um, and, uh, and he was really nice. And I, I like to think I got an autograph. I don't remember if I did, um, but it was a really cool interaction that I always remember because Tony Gwynn in his, oh, I'm sorry, I hate you, Steven, didn't mean to, you know, in his super nasally weird voice. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was the first interaction I remember with the big leaguer. What was, what was yours? I went to, uh, I want to say it was Hawken Day Camp as a kid. And they used to have guest speakers like every week. They tried from the sports world and they got Cleveland native and former Indians, mostly backup shortstop Jerry Dibzinski. I think went to Benedictine High. And like they did like little trivia. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill it in trivia. And I kept raising my hand. They never picked it. And they were giving away signed Jerry Dibzinski baseballs. I was like, God damn it. I know all the answers to questions. Like I'm a terrible <laughs> athlete, but I know all the answers to the sports trivia questions. Just pick me so I can get a dipper autograph. And um, they, they never did. So that was the first one. But here's oh. another great one. My family and I are on a, I want to say it's 1985. We're in Dallas NCAA tournament. And they were having either a regional there or the sweet 16, but it was the year that Carl Malone really burst onto the scene at Louisiana tech. Okay. And we're at a Dallas mall. My brother and I, we got dropped off there and we're waiting for my parents to pick us up outside. And I look and I said, Pete, I think that's the mailman. And he's, he could, you know how, like when people are looking at you, like, Hey, I think that's Steven Brault. You know that they're looking at you. Right. We're not, we're being very obvious about it too. We're like, that's the mailman. And he kept pointing. We, we were pointing and just kind of looking at him. Nothing. We get in the car. And we're looking as we're driving away. And he goes, he <laughs> yes. I was like, the mailman just waved to us. us. I was like, I'm never going to meet an athlete ever again. But the mailman just did yeah. it. Now you've Perfect. met a few, I would say. Dude, yeah. when I was 12, I went to PNC with my family to huh. watch a Padres game against the Pirates. And, uh, and we were up above the dugout for batting practice. And Ryan Klesko, who was one of my favorite players at the time, uh, finished a round of batting practice and came over. We were all like, Ryan, Ryan, can we have a ball or whatever? And he took his batting gloves off. I was the only Padres fan there. I was wearing a Padres jersey, like Padres hat, Padres fan. And he looks, I swear he's looking right at me and tosses the bat, his batting gloves to me. And the kid next to me snipes no. him me. And then what? And I was like, you're a Pirates fan. He wasn't giving those to you. Like, what are you doing? I was so pissed. So pissed. You should have punched that kid. I, I thought about it. I thought about it, but I didn't. I didn't. I was too nice. <laughs> Dude, how awesome is that, that you went to PNC as a little kid, and now it's it's home? Yeah, it was actually, my mom will always say this. This is my mom's favorite stadium, because we had been to, I don't know, 16-something, mm-hmm. 17 stadiums as a family, taking uh, trips across the country in the motorhome. And, and my mom always said PNC was her favorite. 
Yeah, it's a and great I, place. For people that yeah, have not been there, it is it's phenomenal. A lot of people, particularly on the West Coast, love San Francisco, and that is a great one. Mm-hmm. But it to me, it's like San Francisco and El Central. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's right there on the well, take water. out the water away, like take the ocean away or right. the bay, whatever, and then replace it with a really cool bridge. And then the like the downtown that's just way too close, you know, it just feels like the buildings are on top of you and on top of each other. I mean, it's, oh, it's gorgeous. Which side of the bridge do you live on? I've always lived on the, uh, on the downtown side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. I, um, the area that I've lived in is called Lawrenceville and it's, it's, um, kind of a history kind of vibe. Shocking. You know? some, yeah. Shocking. Some breweries, some cafes, kind of my vibe. Uh, uh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, you just can't no. beat that. No, it's great. And when it's filled up and you guys deserve it, I just, I, I know it's not going great right now, but yeah, go pack that stadium. It is oh, yeah. hard for Clevelander to say, but Pittsburgh is a beautiful town. Yeah, it really it is. is. And on weekend, on weekends, you still get good fans. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, everybody says that in like 2013 to 2015, those, those playoff games were absolutely insane. They were nuts. Um, so I would love to be able to do that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know we've got Adam Frazier standing by, but I do want to ask you, you mentioned something about drawing. Yeah. Are you an artist? Yeah, I draw. Of course, man. I do everything. Come on now. Of course I, you do. I, I draw. Right now I'm drawing on my iPad. I've been working on a baseball one, so I'll, I'll show you. So this is, you know, Crick made that play where he's like throwing from his butt and they yeah. took a picture of it. So I haven't done his face yet. But I'm drawing that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I have like this. I do like a cartoony kind of style. It's how I draw things. Um, so, yeah, I've been drawing since. I started drawing when I was a kid because I hated school. So, and then I just kept doing it. That's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe maybe next time on the show, you show us some finished artwork. Do you have? I don't have any with me. Um, I, I could probably. Uh, I'm going to draw you now. What? I'm gonna draw you. I'm gonna draw you. I'm oh, gonna draw you. This isn't. I'm not do you want to be a superhero or do you want to be a baseball player? The fuck? Dude? Of course, I want to be a superhero. All right. What do you want your superpower to be? Um. That I, I could find full time employment again. Oh wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's called that's called average intelligence, Chris. You just don't have, you just don't have that. Then I'm then I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what would be a good superpower for me? Uh, I mean, I have zero vertical, so flying seems out of the. I have a good one. Yes. You know that I don't even. There is a superhero that does. I think it's called the Banshee, and it's like the you know, and they they can like scream basically really loud and like send shock waves, send sound waves at people. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where you like yeah. you shake the earth with your audio vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds about right. I'll give you a I giant mouth. I love All it. Right. Giant mouth. Now the question is, are you gonna go beard or beardless? Because this thing might be hitting the road soon. Well, if you're uh if you're a superhero, I mean you would shave. You know. Oh yeah. Think about think about all the superheroes, they're all clean shaven. Yeah, well, that's because they gotta get the mask over their face, right? Right. Except Wolverine. But his oh. weird beard is yeah. Yeah. It's mangy. That's kind of how mine goes in. I have yeah, no hair I, on my chin. I, I I brought it up to Michelle since this is the reason that I've been growing it out is because she likes it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, once again, it's a whole close thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I said, listen, I think I've, I think it's run its course. And she looked at me like this. I'm fine with it if you are. And like her <laughs> birthday's coming up soon. So I, I think I have to keep it through the birthday. Yeah. But I think it's going to go before we shoot battle bots in August. Makes sense. I mean, you got to be professional, you know, you can't wear your t-shirt and have your beard and you're going to have to be in a suit or. I know. Culture. Do you wear a full suit for battle bots? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Full suit. Kenny Florian can have the beard, but that's because he's a former UFC fighter and yeah, that's his persona. And I've seen him without a beard and it's not, not it. Not it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go get it to Adam Frazier. All right, Stephen Brault, since you are a co-host, you're not a guest of the Chris Rose rotation, you're family. Why don't yeah. you introduce today's guest since you seemingly know him fairly well? Uh, joining us today is 2021 starting All-Star second baseman, Adam Frazier. Hi, Adam. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for that brilliant introduction. <laughs> yeah, no it problem. Does, it does have a nice ring to it, does it not, Adam? And uh, it very well does. Yeah, that's pretty cool to, to think about now. Dude, I, it's funny because like Fraser's always been, he's always been like a, that guy that just always hit like every level we went up. He just always hit, but in the minor leagues, he would play like every position. And when he came up to the big leagues, he was playing like right field, second base, like just whatever they needed. Cause they wanted his bat in the lineup. And he was never like, and nobody ever thought like, yeah, Fraser's is like a good defense guy. And then all of a sudden he's in the gold glove running every year. It's really annoying. <laughs> Yeah, Frage, what happened with that? Because um, when Brault was joined by Trevor Williams, they were, you know, Trevor's mentioned that you may have misplayed his first at bat ever out in right field. May have slipped that one in, I think. <laughs> and then, yeah, you've become this gold glove second baseman. What's going on? Well, that took a lot of hard work. Um, didn't really play much second base my whole life or um, in the minor leagues. And, uh, so it took some adjusting to get to, uh, get used to, I guess. And, uh, you know, after a few little tips here and there, um, a lot of hard work, I've gotten a lot better. Hey, when were you, okay. So we had Jacoby Jones and you in high or deadly, whatever it was. What did you guys get switched? Like one of you got drafted as a center fielder. The other one got drafted as a shortstop and you like switch positions. No, we were uh, we were both in Jamestown together, uh, short season, and uh, we we would just alternate shortstop, second base, kind of back and forth. And then a few weeks in, he got hurt, and uh, after that, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, they sent him to low A. Unfortunately, I got to skip low A to go to high A, so I was playing short. <clears throat> Oh, God, he's dying. Sorry. He's getting all choked <laughs> up over the story, guys. Ooh. He's going to be fine. Don't worry. Everybody at home, he's going to be fine. Uh, trail mix. Oh, the Get planters me. got you. Got me. But uh, sorry about that. But, yeah, so I was playing short for high or short season, uh, high double A, and then uh, started playing outfield triple A. So um, we never really played together after that. And then I think once he got traded to the Tigers, he started playing all center field. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because um so okay, I know we were talking about you know figuring out the first time I, I met Frage. And I honestly I don't I don't remember that because I did you weren't in high A in 2015, were you? Were you already in double A? Yeah, 2015 was double A for me. Um I don't remember. Maybe it was it in, must have been like, the fall league. It must have been the fall league. 
It might have been that, or um, I don't believe we met at uh, the casino and short season All Stars. Did we? Uh, hey, now, oh, what do we got? Fox Foxwoods. Oh my God, uh, I do remember maybe. that. I don't remember if, if I met you. I remember I was there with Yak Bonus. I remember that. Um, yeah. So, so Fraser and I, what the time we officially first started playing together would be in the fall league of 2015 when I met Trevor too. But Fraser's only there for like what a week, and then went to play for Team USA. So then it was just like, okay, well, never mind. See you later. Um, but then we played together the next year in in Double A, and I have this very specific memory of Fraser because it's the most Fraser thing that I can think of. So we were in Richmond, and in Richmond, there's times like during the day where, you, as a hitter, you just cannot see like the, the way that the sun would like set behind the outfield, you just couldn't see. And so there's runner on second, there's two outs and there's this guy up and phrase in the most like weirdest thing never happens. Phrase comes up to the mound and goes, Hey dude, you cannot see spin right now. Just throw this guy three sliders. Let's go back in the dugout. We'll go hit. <laughs> so naturally I was like, sounds good. And threw a fastball and the guy hit a ball off the wall <laughs> and phrase came and gave me the ball and was like, you're a fucking idiot. I just told you <laughs> not to do that. <laughs> no. I mean, I was just speaking the truth. You know that. So should I just thought he was dumb. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He did. He knew what he was talking about. Can I ask a stupid question? Adam, why would he not listen to you? <laughs> well, Steve, Steve doesn't really listen to many people. So uh, <laughs> just him being him. Uh, you know, I tried to help the guy out. He didn't want to listen, and uh, he learned from it. <laughs> I did. I started to to listen to Adam Fraser a little bit more after that. That's amazing. Um, so, Adam, I'm curious because you are you're originally from Tennessee, I believe. Went to Mississippi State, right? So you're well, a good Southern from, guy. No, I'm from Georgia, Athens, oh, Georgia. Went to Mississippi State and uh, live in Tennessee now. So pretty close. I oh, got it. Okay, yeah. my apologies. And Brawled, of course, is this California cool sort of guy. Did you hit it off right away, or did it take a while to to mesh? Um, I think it probably took a little bit. I mean, that's how I am <laughs> with everybody, though. It's uh, I mean, I gotta fill the guy out a little bit, and get with, see what I'm, who I'm dealing with, and uh, and then we we hit it off after that, though. <laughs> Fraser likes to take everything slowly, so we were at uh instructs in 2015 before we went to uh the fall league that year and they were playing a scrimmage game and i wasn't pitching that game and for some reason the pirates people asked if i wanted to do like like the pa announcer basically for the game to try to make it more realistic so what i did was i went through and i just made fun of everybody as they came up to the plate and uh i for fraser i said now coming up to the plate adam I'm not slow. I just talk like that, Frazier. So, so we had we had a lot of fun. We have uh, we always have a good time. But I I can imagine the way Frazier is. It probably took a while to warm up to me. I totally get that. <laughs> Did you want to charge into the box and beat the shit out of him after hearing that? Uh, no, no. I mean, I don't take offense to it because I know I talk pretty slow. <laughs> 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 just being honest. All right, so have you asked your buddy Stephen Brault since he went to college out in Denver? I know you've been out there, you know, for a bunch of time, but is there something like, are you going to have any time to enjoy the actual trip next week? 
or they have you on such a regimented schedule that yeah. you're just going to be going all-star event to all-star event to all-star event. From what it looks like, it looks like it's going to be that all-star event to all-star event. Um, wish I could speak from experience, but it'd be my first time. So just tried to soak it all up and, uh, you know, if Brault says something cool. I might check it out if I have time, but he hasn't said anything cool yet. So um, I have, I, okay. The city of Denver is tough because everything is a little bit more spread out. And I, I assume you guys are staying near the stadium. Um, Cause the, the best breakfast place I've ever eaten at is in Denver. It's called the Denver biscuit company. And if mm. you like biscuits and gravy, which I know you do, cause you're from the South, uh, then you're absolutely love that place. But it is kind of like, it's definitely, you know, like a 10, 15 minute Uber, maybe even more Uber right away from, I assume where you guys would be staying. So it's going to be tough. I can only imagine that your schedule is going to be pretty, pretty hectic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So who's most excited in the family, Adam, to, to get out there? Like when you called him and you said, Hey, listen, I made it as a starter who broke down was like, I cannot believe this. No, well, I didn't uh, talk to him on the phone. I sent him all the text uh, pregame <laughs> and then talked to him after. So I didn't get the true reactions. Uh, I think my brother's pretty excited about it. And um, just, you know, get to be a part of everything and stuff like that. So um, mom, dad, brother, a bunch of college friends and guys I grew up with, they're coming out. So I think they're all pretty excited just to do it all. And uh, I mean, likewise, so look forward to it. Why, Why are you laughing, you the, Steven? Well, because it's because they did. I get it because they told us before the game, and you couldn't, you know, you can't like broadcast it out um, because they were doing the All Star Selection Show. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, Shelty had the whole meeting before the game, telling everybody. And this is another thing that, of course, Shelty calls a team meeting. Okay, right before the game starts, everybody knows what this meeting is going to be about. Everybody knows Fraser's making the All Star team. Sweet, can't wait for the official announcement. Frazier is getting ready for the game. So he decides I'm going to go take a shower and just sit in my locker in a towel. And then when Shelty does the thing, of course, the Pirates camera guys there and, sh- and Frazier is just sitting in a towel, like trying to cover his, his naked body as he's getting his award. It's <laughs> just like, dude, you knew what this was going to be. What are you doing? Dude, I honestly didn't. So I was kind of pissed that the meeting was at 6 15 i'm like i'm trying to get ready for this game you know come on um, protocols can wait uh and and being the rep i was trying to get to shelton to relay a message that i'd spoken with the pa and uh i didn't have any updates for him so <laughs> trying to find, i was trying to let him know that before this meeting well i didn't want to get out of my routine so i do the hot tub the shower and everything else and i'm pushing it to get there for 6 15 and uh Timing didn't really work out great. <laughs> Dude, unreal. <laughs> unreal. Come on. Oh, well. It's okay. At least you look good. You know, that's always nice. So, I, were you more excited to make the all-star team or to have your alma mater win the College World Series? Oh, I'm going to go with the uh, alma mater, to be honest. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, the definitely a dream come true for the all-star game. Um, something, you know, it's pretty unbelievable to even think about, but at the same time, like I try to keep things in perspective and just go about my business, but I was, uh, fired up for Mississippi state. Don't it's, it's even cooler because yeah, uh, our teammate, David Bednar's little brother is Will Bednar. And he, he threw that last game through six, no hit innings in that, in that championship game, which is 
Pretty sick. Three, and I three days rest too. Yeah. I was telling Bednar the first text your brother better have been, I can't believe you couldn't keep going in that game. It it had to have been. That's that's brotherly love right there. You can't be like, hey, good job, man. The text has to be, dude, why did you why didn't you go the rest of the game? Like, are you really that soft? And that's that had to have been it. So uh, yeah, that's it's pretty cool. But we have a lot of Mississippi State guys. We have Frazier, we got Bednar, we got Stratton. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you but, guys uh, play together there? I guess Bednar wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, Bednar didn't go to state, but Stratton yeah. and I played together for two years. Yeah, yeah, great teammate. And we're showing video of you right now in the College World Series. How great was that experience? It's pretty unbelievable. Um, you know, especially once as we got farther along out there, our fans are crazy, and uh, I mean made it to the national championship we didn't we didn't win it obviously because they just won the first one but uh i mean the whole place is maroon and white it's thirty thousand fans are all cheering for you and that was incredible i think uh everybody else got to see that firsthand in the past couple of weeks with uh you know the team out there this year but um same thing with that. that's a dream come true everybody wants to go to omaha um, i think it would have been even more cool to play in rosenblatt but uh the you know the, the new TD Ameritrade is a little more corporate, and the fans are a little farther away from the field, so it wasn't anything crazy for us. But uh, it, was, it was awesome. Wish we would have taken care of business, though. But they <laughs> did take care of business this year. Don't you guys have a Vanderbilt Commodore on your team? Yeah, we got uh, Brian Reynolds, and then we got Joey Core also went there, and. Uh, you know, they were talking a lot leading up to that, <laughs> <laughs> especially Joey. Um, but, yeah, so Reynolds looked like he was about to cry on the flight back from Colorado when we were watching, so that was nice to see. And we were, <laughs> there, we were screaming, hitting on the, on, the, on the chairs and everything else. It was fun. Was there a bet between teammates and, and or coaches in Joey Cora's case? There should have been, but uh, – I bet with a few other Vanderbilt guys, with Tony Kemp, Yastrzemski, and them, and uh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you bet them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I trained with those guys in the offseason, uh, being in Nashville, and uh, so we we all we had a few friendly wagers. But uh, I guess Reynolds is scared of a bet, and so is Joey. So lucky for them, they didn't they didn't lose. <laughs> so are you are you going to be able to wear a Bulldogs t? You have to wear a Bulldogs t-shirt to the first workout of the off season in Nashville, right? I might get banned. I don't know if I can do that because uh, because <laughs> it was against them. <laughs> if it wasn't against them, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah, they're a little sensitive around there sometimes. So I don't want to, you know, get off to a rocky start. Yeah, make it so you can't. There's like a a ton of players that work out there. Um, oh, it's in awesome. the off season. Yeah. yeah so. You don't want to be the guy that gets banned for like, yeah, dude, my team be your stupid team. Ha ha. Like, Hey, how about this? You can't work out here anymore. No, yeah, exactly. They're, they're nice enough to let me do that. And I don't want to jeopardize. <laughs> hey, so Steven, um, with Reynolds, what do we think of his stash these days? Dude, it's getting, it's getting more and more just, because he does like the stash with the goatee thing. I, I think it's trying to make his face look not so youthful because he's got such a baby face that he has to have facial hair. But he does like this is not shaved. Like he has he hasn't shaved his face there either. It's just he doesn't grow anything on the mm -hmm. sides. 
So it's just so thick in the mustache area, but then there's like gaps down here. And it's, I mean, I think it looks good. It's very nineties, you know? Um, but he's, he's labeling himself a power hitter with that thing, but he has been hitting homers. So, I mean, I think it's working out. Raise your take on it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty dirty, but I mean, I'm not changing it up. If, uh, if I'm him, I'm letting it go. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. I want to circle back to your college days real quickly. Obviously being a pro and being an all-star you've now, you know, you're able to handle the media sit in front of these zooms that we're doing these days, but let's spin up the way back machine to um, a classic Mississippi state run interview. Enjoy. Is there a certain ritual that you like to do before each game? <laughs> Not too bad. I usually like to put my pants on the same way, socks on, and uh, usually the I'll, I'll go like one pant leg halfway on my foot and then pull the other one all the way up and then pull that one all the way back up. And then uh, I'll put my right shoe on first, left shoe on first, and then uh, tie the left and the right. And uh, that's about the only thing I got. But um, then I got to have my feet elevated when I am tying the shoe. But <laughs> it's uh, huh. that, yeah, that's my only little thing. <laughs> my only one i only got 15 of them dude so when so when we when i texted phrase today about like hey just reminder two o'clock and he's and he's like hey can you know can you tell me what i need to prepare for so i was like yeah so i sent him the outline and his immediate response is that interview man (laughs) he's had to answer that like about this interview so much i think that guy who's interviewing you is genuinely confused like he's like oh my god i didn't think it'd be that weird i just thought maybe like gum or something i still do all those and along with a million more but i feel like i was a little more country back then yeah 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 well look at your hair you're just the classic country kid just trying to fit in did you comb your hair with a rock that day what happened (laughs) I didn't own a comb, obviously. Uh, <laughs> never, I just used my hand. That was it. I mean, if we put this, if we put the picture side by side of you during the college interview and you today, it's really tough to say which one is all star Adam Frazier and which one is I skipped biology class Adam Frazier. It's really tough to tell. Yeah, I'd probably just woken up too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. At least I've evolved uh, for the better. Wait, so you, I just want to confirm, you said you still do the, the sock thing and the shoe thing. Yeah, I still do all that. And then uh, along with a million other things throughout the day. But uh, yeah. Is it exhausting? Like what do you forget? Uh, I think it's just something else to focus on. And then you're not worried about anything else besides tying your shoe. And uh, I don't know, it's working. So I just keep going. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned you played for Team USA. I just want to um, give people a taste of the roster back in 2012. In addition to you, it was Chris Bryant, Conforto, Trey Turner, Carlos Rodon, your buddy Trevor Williams, Michael Lorenzen. Who really stood out back then? And you were like, that guy's going to be a stud. That team was unbelievable. You had Trey Turner on it, too. The, uh, uh, I'd say Chris Bryant. The watching him take batting practice was literally a joke. It was um, five to right center off the wall or homer, five to center field off the wall or homer, and then five pull side to the moon. And it was the most impressive thing I'd ever seen at the time. Probably still is one of the most impressive things I've seen. 
And uh, I mean, I was like, dude, I'm not even close to this guy. And uh, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable to watch. And he's going to be really good for a long time. Well, you get to see him in Denver at the All-Star game. So that'll be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seeing him I mean, when we play the Cubs is awesome, too. You know, he's a good dude. Fun mm-hmm. to talk to. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to spending some more time with him. So, real quickly, you and, and Brian are actually in similar boats. Do you do you even listen to the possibility of trade talk or no? Because you know it's out there. You're not burying your head in the sand. No, I mean, I hear it, you know. And then, my, like, this morning, Heyman uh, puts out a Mets thing connection, and my phone blows up with a bunch of friends. Just, oh, here we go again, you know. But it's been three years now, so kind of getting used to it. He just distracts himself by putting his shoes on this certain way and then <laughs> going to the field. I will say, actually, it's funny because Frazier and I, when I was just visiting Pittsburgh for a few days, Frazier and I talked about um, the fact that he's used the same bats since 2015, right? He, he's been using the same model because he, like, used somebody else's bat from, like, you know, back in the clubhouse, an old one that he kind of borrowed and then loved it and then had, you know, now he's been using the same exact style bat for that long, which most people, you know, you kind of roll through a different models before you find the one you like and phrase, uh, phrase latched onto one pretty quick, but that makes sense now knowing that you also have to do the same exact ridiculous things every day. So if you change your bat, you might like accidentally go up right-handed or something. You just be completely lost. That's right. Andy Oliver's bat, um, old pitcher and uh made a little modification and it felt good so went with it nice hey uh one more quick question before we spiel, spin the wheel of moderately interesting things uh key brian hayes steven told us at the beginning of the year he said he is the best player he's ever played with period don't take that as an insult by the way but he just feels like this kid's tools are off the charts the play he made on yachty when you saw that what the heck were you thinking uh, man, that's all I thought. I was like, man, we just shook our heads, started laughing. Uh, look, you know, the whole infield doing the same thing. It's like, wow, that was impressive. And can't believe he just did that. But he's a really good player on both sides of the ball. And uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He goes about his business the right way, really wants to be great. So um, sky's the limit for Key Bryant. Yeah, I think he'll be joining you one day on the uh, National League All-Star team, and it could be sooner rather than later, no question. All right, before we uh, let you go for the day, I do have the wheel of moderately interesting things. So I've got several categories. I'll have both of you answer this. Stephen, you might have answered some of these questions, but just play along with me. Thanks. Okay. I can do that. Okay, what do we got? Walk this way. Uh, What's the story behind your walk-up song? Mm. Right now, it is uh, Bad Boys for Life, from, and the story behind it would be Tom Brady and Gronk doing the uh, you know their win videos, and you know they're a pretty good duo. Uh, but yeah, I just like the the instrumental part of that, and I just I went with it, and um, yeah, I mean it was Pony by Genuine for the past five years, and uh, it ran out of hits, so. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ran out of hits. That's I mean, hey, good I get it. Um, um Steven, do you have a do you have a walk-up song? I do. I well, see as a pitcher you get two. Because you get one for pitching and you get one for hitting. So my uh pitching one used to be a song from the movie Drive called Night Call. But when I first came up to Pittsburgh, they told me that I couldn't play it for a Sunday day game because it was 
too scary. And that is a direct quote. Uh, so I had to change songs. Uh, so I kind of went through a different few different ones, but now I'm on Sinister Kid by the Black Keys and no reason other than I just think it sounds really cool. Um, and then my hitting one is Come Down by Anderson Pock, which is a great song, cool vibes, just kind of like fun, chill vibes, kind of like the way I go through my life, except you can't use the lyrics because it is it is very uh, aggressive right from the beginning of the song. So uh, it's just the inter- instrumental version, but it's a great song. Adam, what are the odds that I could get you to walk up to something sung by Stephen Brault one day? The odds is probably, I mean, there's a 0% chance. (laughs) (laughs) Fraser is not the guy I like. He's, he's that, you know, there's like people that you, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to do an album this off season. Who's somebody that I could maybe ask would maybe want to do a speaking role on it. And the name Adam Fraser just doesn't even pop up in your head because there's, (laughs) you're going to send him the text and he's going to be like, seriously you really think that i would do something like that so but i did he did uh, agree to do this which was yes. like you know i was i was pleasantly surprised by his but i mean then again you're probably doing a million interviews right now so you just you're just in interview mode you know you're just going uh, anything for you steven but you're a good singer but i'm not walking out of your song sorry <laughs> I don't, uh, please don't. Please don't. Well, Adam, we will let you go do your thing uh, on the baseball diamond. Congratulations on being named the starter for the National League at second base. By the way, do you know the last Pirates second baseman to start? The National I didn't League? until a couple of days ago, and they said Mazeroski, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. 1967, pretty cool. a future Hall of Famer. So who knows? You know, maybe a few years we'll be celebrating that honor in Cooperstown, and oh, Stephen can sing your entrance. Go. Yeah, I'll sing it. He's got to play like 13 more years in the show or something like that. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just focus on today and then next Tuesday in Denver. Congratulations, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today That's on the Chris right. Rose Rotation. We appreciate it, Adam. Thank, thank you, guys. Thanks. Good dude. He's so good. He's, it's so funny because we are so different. So, like, it's it the way he said, like, probably was a slow process that's why because that's why i don't really remember meeting him because he's not like one of those guys who makes this huge first impression he just kind of goes like hey i'm adam and then you're like hi i'm steven where are you from i'm from georgia cool all right man like, i'll talk to you later and then you develop a friendship yeah, as absolutely you go. i mean yeah. that's the beautiful thing about baseball is that you're totally different worlds totally yeah one thing i do love about phrase is that this is a little known fact he loves talking on the phone People don't know that, but, but when he talks on the phone, he usually doesn't actually talk that much. So it's more like he likes listening on the phone. He'll give like a, every, he's the guy that will be on the phone for 45 minutes and be doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of grunting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um, You know what? So why don't we get on to our homework assignments right now? If you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like a million. So, well, these, you know, what we did was last time you were on, we said, I gave you a, a breather from the homework yep. assignments. Right. And you said, no, no, no. Well, I want some extra credit. And so we had people put in these ideas, sing a, a high school musical song with Vanessa Hudgens. How'd that go? Uh, you know, strangely enough, I, I, I didn't do that one. Oh. You know, <clears throat> I am going to be going to Indy soon. And I believe I know Cole's there. So I don't know, maybe... Well, no, I Maybe think Cole just got called up. Out. Oh, well, look at that. See, I don't even, 
I don't even have because I don't use Twitter like ever. So I never see these things. Okay. Show us a snippet of your physical therapy. Are we past the physical therapy stage? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just now it's just kind of like, you know, basically going to the field on days when you don't have a game, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Um, so it's less physical therapy e and I do stuff in the training room, of Got course, it. but everybody does, it's not physical therapy. All right, so that's out. Uh, how about going on the daily Instagram live show with Rose and Ploof since you have nothing to do? That is completely reasonable. I, I think I can do that because I've been watching those um, and I, I've never met Ploof, but he seems like somebody I would definitely get along with. So I'd yeah. be down. Yeah. What about the other guy in that show? Jackass? You? Dude, we've, we've, we've already done this, man. I told you I'd be nice to you on the show. And then when we're off, don't fucking talk to me. We're not friends. This is all fake. You know that. So now you're making me say it on the podcast. And, I, you know, I, I kind of feel bad, honestly. Yeah. Hold on one second. I got a phone call. Yeah. Therapy at 3.30 today? <laughs> yes, I, I'll take it. Walk uh, off an extra hour, please. We'll call it the yeah. 12th hour. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. I'm, I'm so I'm happy fine. I can be brought into your therapy. That makes me, that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Uh, make a rose rotation theme song. Yeah. So we talked about this. I, I'm stuck in a hotel, so I could like make a poem, but I can't really make a song because I don't have any <laughs> musical instruments. And I feel like a poem, like a spoken word, like Miguel Rojas. I have a glass now. You know, like that would just be kind of weird. So I don't think I'm going to do snap poetry uh, for, for the theme song. So maybe, maybe, but not right now. Okay. Finally, Go to the beach and sing a duet with... Now, boy, you put Nick's on that before I could even get it out of my mouth. Can you imagine? What, what am I going to do? Like, go to the <laughs> beach with an acoustic guitar, just walk up to some random person, be like, hey, do you want to sing a song with me and take a video of it? Like, that's like one of those YouTube prank videos. that I, That's not my champ. What, that would be so weird. Well, uh, and I'd have to... Uh, so just imagine how it would play out, right? Okay. Like if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, listen, do you mind as a spoof singing a duet with me? I'd be like, OK, we'll give it a shot. Like, I think I would be on board. It all depends the person you ask. Right. And, and I'm pretty good at reading people. But this is Florida, man. This is this is it's different territory. I'm not in San Diego. <laughs> I know the people in San Diego. I don't know the people here. I feel like I'm going to walk up to somebody and just get like bombarded with like conspiracy theories about something, the media. And I just be like, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you to sing songs. So I'm not, I'm going to go. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to lay off that one for a little bit. Okay. Well, speaking of um, homework assignments, so it sounds like the Instagram live thing will happen at some point. We'll, yeah, we'll sure. bang that out and that'll be wonderful. That'll be good mm-hmm. for everybody, including your new best friend, Trevor Plouffe. I don't take it personally. My future um, best friend. So one of your former teammates, Tyler Glass now, who is a Rose Rotation teammate, we mm-hmm. talked about his homework assignment recently on the show. Here we go. Bradenton is where the Pirates had spring training. Not only that, you know who's there? Who? Stephen Brault. Oh, yeah. You know, he's obviously part of our family here at the Chris yeah. Rose Rotation. I love me some Stephen Brault, too. Who Big doesn't love Steven. some Stephen Brault? Duh. So Good guy. last week, last time uh, he was on the episode, I said, you know, you have done such a stellar job. You're not going to have any homework. And he goes, great. For extra credit, can you give me something? Because I don't do anything. Yeah, that's tough. So why don't you guys, for a homework assignment, meet up for a meal? 
It's a good idea, actually. I'm going to text him. I'm going to do it. It's a good idea. Have he did heard? text me. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, actually, this is going to make some people really mad. Um, he actually invited me to go to this first Stanley Cup game. And I, and I didn't. Wait, wait, stop. You what? Yeah. So, so he got two tickets to go to that, that the first game against the Lightning yes. against Canadians here in Tampa. Um, and I was, I was planning on going. Absolutely. Uh, but then I looked at from, from where I was in Bradenton, it was, it was two hours because of traffic because of going over the bridge and because of generally getting up there. And then I had physical therapy at like seven 45 the next morning. So I would have had to come back either that night or stay with him and then go up super early. And I'm, I'm at that point where I'm so close. I don't want to mess anything up. So I decided that, that I wasn't going to go, we are going to have, we're going to have a meal here before I leave. We have talked about that, but it was tough. But then I was like, I was like, I will go if you have nobody else. Cause I'm not going to waste that ticket. I will make the drive. And then like three seconds later, he was like, yeah, I got somebody that wants to go. And I was like, yeah, that's so like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm not a huge hockey guy. You know, I've been to a few hockey games. I really enjoy. Hold on. Stand the How cup, could you blah, blah, blah. You play in Pittsburgh. How could you not be a big hockey guy? Because I grew up in San Diego, you know, like I, I appreciate hockey and I've been to games now. Um, but like I driving two hours is not, that's not my jam. I'm maybe I'm lazy. I don't know, no. but I mean, I had things to do and the game didn't start till eight. So I wasn't, even if I, if I went and we stayed the whole game, and then how long is it going to take to get out? And like, if I'm going to go, I'm going to have, want to have a few beers. So that means I'm going to stay with class at his place, which means I'm getting up at five in the morning to come home after going to bed at some ungodly hour. So, you know, but I'm glad he had fun. I saw that. saw him get on the screen and everything. And it's cool because he's like a big deal here. Like, you know, it's, it's different. It's not just, he's not just like a baseball player for the Rays. He's like the guy He's the ace for the Rays, and, and, because the Rays are calling themselves Champa Bay now, which makes sense because they just win everything. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. He's got a lot of support out here. I have to admit, at first I was pissed off when you said you didn't go, but your reasoning was practical, and I am a practical person. So I appreciate it. You want to get back on that diamond. I get it. I am a pretty practical person. I'm very positive, but I'm also very practical. And yeah. stuff like that where it's like, I know people are going to get mad at me that I didn't go to that game, but like, you know, there will be other times in life. No. All right. So, uh, we are now in the almost middle of July. The next time we talk to you might be somewhere else. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I'm throwing. So today is Thursday. I'm throwing, um, my first rehab start on Sunday. I was supposed to throw it on Tuesday, but there was this thing called a tropical storm that said, nah. So um, I instead threw uh, one more sim game, but it was, it was a three inning sim game. It was long. Uh, so that was good. And it's so funny because when you pitch against these younger guys, they want to get hits off you. So they're just swinging. And so the way we do it is you want to get to an amount of pitches per inning. That's why you do the sim games first. And so the first inning was like 10 pitches, but I was like, all right, that's good. I'll go sit down and then we'll come back and do this. And then the next two innings, I think I got seven outs in 16 pitches in the second inning. 
and like six outs and 16 pitches in the third inning, because these guys are just like hacking. Um, so it's, it's a different experience for sure. Cause the big leaguers, you know, they, they kind of have approaches so you can kind of exploit that when down here, that's why a lot of guys get hit in their rehab starts because guys are ready to swing. They want to get hits off the guy that's making rehab starts so they can say, ha, guy sucks. Not even that good. Got to knock. Got it. Um, but yes, then after that, I, I'll be going to Indy. So awesome. Well, listen, man, it's always great catching up with you. We appreciate the time today. And it uh, seems like things are pointed in the right direction. And pretty soon you're going to be wearing that jersey behind. I can't wait yes. to see that. I can't excited. wait to wear it. I know. I know. Uh, so that'll do it again for the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Special shout out to our editor extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone. We'll see you next time on the Rose Rotation. Yes, it is. <laughs>